0: Podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything competition, whether it be sports, reality competitions, or the odds that Morgan Wallen ever has a career again after his like little snafu. If you're competing, we're talking about it. I am your host, Kevin G, and I'm here as always with my
1: co-host, CJ. CJ, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good, man. It's Super Bowl weekend, week, weekend.
1: Why not both? Super Bowl week, weekend. Yep.
0: And it's been a really good week, man. It's been a really good week, like just in life. It's not a
1: enjoyable week.
0: Well, it hasn't been a good week for Morgan Wallet. No, it hasn't. For the rest of us. Man, Cave, I mean, did you see that video?
1: I didn't watch the video. I just heard what was said. I was on Facebook in the morning and I followed Cassidy Pope. Cassidy Pope was like, Yeah, he did it, but he doesn't speak for all of us. This is not who we are. I'm like, Sure Cassidy You know
0: you know what was great is that um, Kelsey Ballerini said the same thing Something similar mm-hmm. And she, she was like this isn't Nashville And, and Marin Morris was like no man this is, this is Nashville this is what people say yeah. This is what they do uh, Did you see how easily he said that The n-word just dropped it
1: Which is funny I love Marin Morris Like Marin Morris is probably my Her and Kelsey Ballerini are my two favorite country artists right now And I love Marin Morris just being real Because she's saying, this is exactly who we are and we need to change.
0: Yeah. And then my favorite, though, is that everybody went to Mickey Guyton. Uh I was like, what do we do here?
1: And Mickey Guyton said, I've known this for 10 years. Yeah, I've been
0: telling y'all this for for a minute now. Yeah. Y'all should see some of the people that jump in my
1: DMs. Yep.
0: And I was like, ugh. And, you know, obviously Mickey Guyton probably gets it worse than, like, Kane Brown and worse than, like, Jimmy Allen because they're men. But it's all bad for all the black Like it's just not
1: good. As black country fans It's hard Yeah It's cause like I enjoy the medium I enjoy the music But yeah Like I know who you are Yeah I see you I Yeah exactly Like we were We were both at Route 91 And um, One of the people That I interacted with there Today Or the other day I'm on Facebook And she's like Hey if you're selling Your Morgan Wallen Concert tickets now Like I'll take them I was like Mm, bad look, but okay. Like you do you.
0: Mm-hmm. This is is rough because like I assume like he's supposed to. So first and foremost, you know how Florida men just wilding mm-hmm. and like letting you do whatever. Yeah, they're having Country Thunder out there, which is their like a country festival. Yeah, they're still planning to do it in September, which is crazy. But Morgan Wallen was on was was a Friday headliner. Was I don't know if he still is. That's what I wonder because. I I think they shouldn't be, but like I said, they'd be doing whatever they want down there in Florida and kissing me. So who who knows if they've made any changes?
1: I'm surprised they moved Country Thunder out of Arizona because they also do whatever they want down there.
0: They don't be wilding like that, though. Like, Arizona be wilding, but not like that.
1: So it's funny because, like, it happens and Morgan Wallen immediately got canceled. And now he's claiming that he's a victim of cancel culture.
0: But— you did the thing, though.
1: Like, you did the thing to be canceled, and then you didn't apologize for it. You apologize for those you offended, which isn't the same thing.
0: Right, which is two different things. I wonder, though, how this, this like I said, relates to... Oh, they did make a change. Looks like now it's... Oh, no way, maybe not. Luke Holmes is going to be there, Dustin Lynch. Morgan Wallen is still on the thing. Uh, Kenzie Brinkman won on twitter said her heart will be broken if you don't see morgan wall at country thunder listen honey you probably should be over it by now
1: <laughs> you gotta love like there's no such thing as a broken heart
0: <laughs> that's a
1: different band <laughs> oh i know but i'm just saying we're talking about country music
0: this is true i'm it's just so crazy because it's morgan wall all this morgan wallin mess i don't know what's gonna happen here. so what's
1: funny because like everyone's like we're canceling morgan wallin so i just like Went in my phone. I was like, well, I'm, dele- I'm going to delete his music. because he- He's not an ally. Don't have his music on my phone anyway because I don't listen to him.
0: Oh, really? I did. Man, his music was good. But at this <laughs> point, you just got to like let it go. Yeah. You just got to let it go.
1: Yeah, No, I had him on. Uh, I had one song. It was Up Down, which I thought was a Florida Georgia line featuring him, not the other way around. So, yeah, I'll let that go because I like Florida Georgia line. Yeah, (laughs) so you make exceptions, I guess. No, no, like, the song's gone. Oh. (laughs) It was, I thought that was a Florida Georgia Line song anyway. Yeah,
0: no, it was a Morgan Wallen song.
1: Yeah, well, he can go.
0: Yeah, well, that's enough about Morgan Wallen, though, because we're here to talk about competition. On this episode, we're going to talk about The Bachelor. We're going to talk about the challenge, like always. We're also going to talk about Royal Rumble. But first, let's start with football. Obviously, the Super Bowl is coming up this week. Before we get into talk about the Super Bowl, though, there was a monster trade that happened.
1: It was slightly large.
0: Matt Stafford got traded for Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. First round pick this year. Mm -hmm. First round pick. No, not this year. First round pick 2022. Yes. First round pick 2023. Yes, a third round pick this year. A third round pick this year. And Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of pieces for Matt Stafford.
1: Remember when I told you that Deshaun Watson was going to cost at least four first-round picks? I was literally about to say that. So the
0: next thing I was going to say to you is when when we saw the trade go down, I texted you and I said, this trade just happened. I wonder what Watson goes for. And then you reminded me of episodes a few weeks ago where you said that uh, he would go for at least four first-round picks. I thought that was a pretty steep price. I still think it's a steep price only for this one reason. Everything I've read is that the reason two first-round picks had to go
1: was they paid him for golf, to take golf's contract? Correct. You yes. read the same stuff. So, yeah. well, I, no, I looked at it and I said, when we were talking about it with you know our producer Albert, friend of the podcast Matt, the two first round picks is steep, and the reason why I say it's steep is because Stafford is thirty two, Watson's twenty five,
0: and Stafford hasn't won anything.
1: It's not about the winning. Quarterback wins is the most overrated. No, 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 no. Won.
0: I'm not talking about games. I'm talking about like champ, like like Deshaun Watson took Clemson to national championship. He has this like pedigree.
1: Yeah, well, Stafford has, is known for having one of the best arms in the NFL. The problem is he played for the Lions, so like he's Correct. out of sight, out of mind. Correct. But everyone knows he's like football people know he's real good, and he's done it without having anything. He had yeah. Calvin
0: Johnson at the beginning of his career,
1: but like I'm not talking about players. I'm talking about like he doesn't have a reputation of like having sterling coaching, having sterling infrastructure. And dude's still putting up numbers that would, if he wasn't playing in the era of all these great quarterbacks, he's putting up Hall of Fame numbers. So getting Stafford for the Rams is a coup. Yeah, they had to pay to take the golf contract, but Deshaun Watson is better. Like Deshaun Watson is better than Matt Stafford, and he's younger and if you trade for him, he's locked up. I stand by. I think it's going to take four first round picks. Four first round picks. And if is he, a lot. if it's not four first round picks, it's going to be most multiple first round picks and players.
0: And players?
1: Yeah. Like more. Like I don't think it's two first and two.
0: Okay. I don't think that gets the job done either anymore. Um, I don't even know where he. So this this talk that Deshaun Watson's going to end up going nowhere. I don't. I don't. I can't buy this. Why? Because this is, this is what I've never understood. Okay, Deshaun Watson. What if he doesn't hold out? Okay. Right? What if he goes to the offensive lineman and say, "Look, guys, y'all know everything that's gone on. I'm gonna throw picks. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: just go up there and I'm gonna just hand the ball to the other team. That sinks your trade value. Does it though? Yes. Look at Carson Wentz.
0: But it's different though, not if he's doing it on purpose. Carson H- Wentz was like, <laughs> how <laughs> do you know Wentz he did it on purpose? Carson Wentz wasn't trying to get
1: traded. <laughs> but how do you know he did it on purpose? Because
0: Carson Wentz never asked to get traded. If I asked to get traded, if I'm Deshaun Watson and I asked to get traded and you told me that I have to play, I don't mean I have to play well.
1: So you can't find me for playing play poorly. well. Why don't you just go and be like, oh, I have a, a back injury. I can't play. Oh, that works too. Oh my, my leg hurts. So when, I'm I can't talking play.
0: about when the when the team doctor, quote unquote, clears you.
1: What do you do then? You say I'm not feeling well. I can't play. That's what I would do. I like, have a migraine. I can't like if, play. If
0: if I would I would I would do stuff like that just to show that I don't. I'm not trying to be here. And every and I don't think anyone on the. Texans team would be that upset only for the simple fact that I've made it clear that I don't want to be here. And they've made it clear that they plan on keeping me against my will, holding me hostage. I, I, if I was a teammate, I'd be like, Hey man, do you?
1: Nah, he's, if anything, he follows the Carson Palmer, like just, I'm going to sit. I don't have to play for you.
0: Yeah. And then people are like, let him sit. I'm like, I don't know. This is to me, this is way different than the basketball situation.
1: Well, it is different because basketball contracts are guaranteed.
0: Well, I mean, like James Harden, I would go more a lot James Harden where I start ripping my teammates, but I wouldn't rip my teammates because they they have nothing to do with this. I would rip ownership literally every time a microphone was put in front of me.
1: Yeah, Deshaun Watson's trying to take the high road.
0: When does when does that no longer work?
1: When he's still on the Texans at the end of the year. <laughs> I mean, right? Is like I that- don't But like So let's say the Texans go or Miami goes to the Texans and says We'll give you four first and Tua, but we want Deshaun and J.J. Watt. Who says no? No one. I think the Texans say no.
0: I don't I, think so.
1: I think the Texans want to keep Deshaun, and I think Deshaun wants out.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> no, that part is true. But four first and Tua, so that I can use those first-round picks that – will well one of them, of them is my own. <laughs> yeah, most of them are ours. <laughs> so I can use that first round pick to like build around Tua. I can go out and get um like Devontae Smith. Or I can go out and get or make a make a trade and go get uh someone else has played with Tua. Uh, I forgot Jalen Waddle? No, no, not Waddle. There was another another name that's in the league right now that played with Tua. Jerry Judy? Yeah. Go get like Jerry Judy. Go get like do you think uh, the Broncos
1: trade Jerry Judy. Henry Ruggs. The Raiders aren't trading Henry Ruggs. But like,
0: uh for a first?
1: Nah. They like fast guys. They Raiders like draft fast guys. fast guys.
0: They do like fast guys. So you go get some something like that. Okay, um I got some breaking news real fast. Uh-huh. At time of recording. This this is gonna definitely be This the tweet was already deleted. Apparently, Trevor Bauer just agreed to a deal with the Dodgers.
1: I hate baseball. The,
0: the the details are murky, but it just came across my phone and then the tweet was deleted. Let's see here. The pitcher confirmed on Friday that he's joined the Dodgers. The specifics are not have not been released. Reports are maybe 102 million for 3 years. Per source, according to Mark Feinstein on Twitter, forty million in twenty twenty one, forty five in twenty twenty two.
1: He has opt outs after those first two years. I hate baseball so much,
0: man, so, so much.
1: You know the, I hate baseball.
0: The Dodgers' rotation would be Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, Walker Bueller, David Price, Julio Urias, Dustin May, and Tony Gonsolin wow i know we're talking about football right now but that's crazy
1: i'm just gonna put it like this i've talked about how much i hate baseball for weeks in a row yeah And it's stuff like this i can't wait until there's either a strike or a lockout on december 1st when their cba ends because they need to fix the financials because this is stupid
0: guys okay we're gonna (laughs) we'll get into that at the end i want you to talk about that at the end let's finish talking about football real quick yes so that the, the trade probably will happen. A trade has to happen, right? Back to Deshaun Watson. A trade has to happen because there's no way you can just keep a dude that doesn't want to play for you. It, why can't you just rip the ownership group literally every every week when there's a microphone in front of you? How, how long before the ownership group is just tired of hearing your name in their mouth?
1: Because football is ran by the good old boys network. Yeah. And if you do that, Then you get a bad reputation, and then they ostracize you from the league like Colin Kaepernick.
0: But Deshaun Watson is a top-five quarterback.
1: Doesn't matter. They will ostracize him and get him out because he's not one of the boys. If you don't believe that, look at Colin Kaepernick. If you don't believe that, look at the fact that Eric Bianami cannot get a job. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And like... I'm not saying it's because they're black, but I'm not saying it's not. Because they're black. Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, ah, it's tough because I think you're right. I think you can't, you should be able to do something. They better not hold him hostage because I would not be a fan of that.
1: They will. And it's going to be stupid and I'm going to be annoyed. But at the end, like, here's the thing. If you don't trade Deshaun Watson before the draft, there is no reason to trade him um, before the season because any team you trade him to, the pick is going to lose its value because he's going to help them be better. Right. So if he doesn't get traded before the draft, he's probably not getting traded this year.
0: And then every week my back hurts. Yeah. I just, have, I just have back tightness. I just mm-hmm. have back sore.
1: When J.J. Watt apologized to him for wasting one of the years of his career, that resonated. He should get out. Will he? Who knows? Because, like, you don't sign a five-year, $160 million deal if you planned on leaving. Like, you, nobody's saying he decided I'm going to take my money and then I'm going to orchestrate my exit. At the time that he took the money, he thought he was going to be a Texan for life. Because the thing is, is he was a first rounder. He signed that at the end of his, what, third, fourth year? Mm -hmm. So the Texans could have only controlled him for realistically three more years because they would have picked up his fifth year option and then they would have franchised him twice. And if they would have franchised him a third time, at that point, he would have been owed like $60 million for one year. So he could have... Left, He would have had to write it out and he could have left. Now he's locked up long term. He can just withhold his services. Is he going to get paid while withholding his services? No. But if you want out and you're that unhappy, you just... You withhold. sacrifice the money. Mm-hmm.
0: So what if, but if your back's hurt every week? I can mean... Can they not pay you?
1: He's not doing, like... That's what I say. He's going to do the Carson Palmer thing. I'll just sit. I'll retire if I got to play for you because I don't care. That's the, like... That is the best thing he can do because anything else that he does decreases
0: his value mm -hmm,
1: because of how football works. And I talked about how much I've hated baseball because he broke in with baseball. I've talked about how stupid college football is with everything. Football is not blameless. Football is just as bad as these other sports. We just haven't gone in on the stupid shit they've been doing. Right. They will ostracize him if he does what you're suggesting. The
0: amount of times they have talked about how they haven't had any cancellations due to COVID, it's, it's just asinine. Because as a nine,
1: as a ten, as a asinine. <laughs> because
0: when you move a game from a, what, a Monday night game to the follow or Thursday night game to the following Tuesday, come on, man,
1: it's still the same week though. Come on, still the same week. Who,
0: what are we? What are we doing here? that game was basically was effectively should have been canceled.
1: So this is the thing that football has said all throughout the year without really explaining what it meant is they've said that games will only be canceled if it is a safety issue but not a competitive balance issue. Meaning basically that if a team is at risk of exposing another team to covid then they won't play. But if it's just like they have it contained so it's a competitive balance issue. Oh, well, then you play, Which is why you have games like when the Broncos didn't have any quarterbacks and they made them play. When the Saints didn't have any running backs, they made them play, when all of the 49ers receivers are out, when they made them play, when the Bron- or when the Ravens were missing running backs and they made them play. Like they don't re- like they care, but they don't really care. because the one thing that football has been unapologetic about, is that they realize all of their money is coming from TV. So they're making sure they get those games on TV.
0: No matter who's in them.
1: Yeah, like baseball is different because they make a significant amount of their revenue from attendance of games, which is why they wanted to have all of their games. Once you can't have fans in the stands, that's why you see baseball ownership saying, we want less games because the players get paid per game regardless if they're fans on the seats or not. So the main way to cut costs for owners is to have less games. The players want to have more games because the more games they have, the more money they make. So players, like football players are the same way. They get paid per check. So they want to play all of their games. The problem is is the NFL was like, we're doing this too. And realistically, football makes way more money off of TV than baseball. Yeah. I mean, they, they do. It's not even close. And, and like we were talking about this coming into the podcast, like you say, if Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes had to sit out the Super Bowl because of COVID, you wouldn't watch. Yeah. The, the game would go on. They don't care because <laughs> whether you watch Wait, it or not, EP, CBS gave them a quarter of a billion dollars to air this game.
0: But they would, you don't think they would just move the game? Nope. If those two specific guys drop? Nope. Tom Brady.
1: They're getting their money either way.
0: Patrick Mahomes.
1: They're getting their money either way.
0: But you're not even putting like a good product
1: out there. The Broncos played without a quarterback. (laughs) Do you think they care?
0: But they have Drew Locke. They play every week without a quarterback.
1: Damn. (laughs) You're right, though. But anyway, (laughs) they're getting their money. They don't care. I think you're right. I think you're right.
0: Speaking of this game, Super Bowl 55 is upon us. It's here. The Kansas City Chiefs Mm -hmm. will be playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who will be playing at home in the first home game in
1: I don't know how many years. So here's – no. They keep saying they're the first home team or the first team to play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl, which is true. The first team to play in their home market for the Super Bowl was the 49ers. But when the 49ers hosted that Super Bowl, which I think was 88, they – had to play it at Stanford Stadium instead of playing it at Candlestick Park because they deemed that Candlestick wasn't good enough to host the Super Bowl. So the 49ers are actually the first team to do it. They just didn't actually play in their stadium. The Buccaneers will be the first team to actually play in their stadium. So the NFL's like, it's a neutral site game. Okay, but the giant pirate ship with the Buccaneers (laughs) logo says otherwise. (laughs) And the greatest thing is, so the Bucs are the home team. They're still three-point underdogs. And typically when you're the home team and they're in their home stadium... You get three points. You get three points, which means they're actually a touchdown dog this game. Yeah. Uh,
0: the funniest thing, I was watching Gridiron Heights and they were doing like this like pirate story, which was super funny, like Pirates of the Caribbean. A mm-hmm. couple of funniest notes was uh, Patrick Mahomes saying how easy this was all, all was, this season was. <laughs> um, Tom Brady being like an undead pirate like, uh, <laughs> like in Pirates of the Caribbean. And one of the funniest lines was they were talking about pirate ships and Mahomes' character says, they have a football stadium on their pirate ship. <laughs> and it's because in their stadium they have
1: that giant yeah. ship at the other end of the field. <laughs> so my biggest question is, when does when do the Bucks travel to the Super Bowl? Like the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl today, but when do the Bucks travel?
0: So I think normally if this was not a COVID year, I think – they would have all been like in hotel rooms and preparing, but I think they gonna come in on Saturday night just like normal.
1: So that's the thing. So because of COVID, they canceled Super Bowl week for the players. So the Chiefs are coming in to not either tonight or tomorrow morning. The Bucks, I would assume, like it's Super Bowl week. Do you still stick them in a ho? If this wasn't a COVID year, would you stick them in a hotel like normal while they do all their media obligations, I think or because, do you let them stay home?
0: I think because of the media obligations and the round the clock like parties and all, the, everything that's happening during Super Bowl week. You would keep them. I think you would, if I'm the coach, I would say we should probably stay in a hotel like we normally would travel, like we normally would. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to stay in a hotel except for Tom Brady. Um, get he's
1: in. he's he been here before. He won't go to a party. Well, not just
0: that. TV 12 method um, probably states he has to have it, sleep in his hyperbolic chamber away from Giselle or something. I don't know,
1: <laughs> I don't know how, what the TV 12 method is. The TB12 method is you have to kiss your kids on the mouth. Right, right. So
0: all of that's probably included. Um, Antonio Brown, though, needs to be locked up in his cage inside Tom Brady's house, probably.
1: 100%. So he,
0: those are the two guys. Uh, Gronk, just don't get too drunk. We heard about you in other Super Bowls. Just don't get too hammered. Yeah. Or get really hammered. I don't know what you do, Gronk. Whatever you need to do to get your game right, that's what you, we need from you. Everybody else, this is the first time being here. Let's act accordingly. I think that's what you do. So I think, yeah, you would normally just have them tra- stay in the hotel and travel like that. But I yeah. think this year, I think they're going to come in to the facility like they normally do, a normal Sunday game routine.
1: Yeah, probably. I, I think they're trying to make it as normal as possible because with COVID, that's what you try to do.
0: So with the game going on, Eric Bien and me not getting another job, we're going to have him focus 100% on this game. Obviously, I think the Chiefs win this game. I don't know. Where where are you at on this?
1: Do you remember the last time the Chiefs played the Bucs? Yeah. Tyreek Hill had 200 yards in the first quarter. Yeah. He was on pace for 800 yards for the game. So My fantasy team was real happy.
0: Is that cornerback going to still be covering
1: him? Not like they did that game. So that game, it was Carlton Davis was the cornerback that was covering Tyreek Hill, and they had him playing one-on-one. Which was real dumb. stupid. Which is why he got roasted, toasted, and burnt to a crisp. Right. In the first quarter. And then after that, they slowed Tyreek Hill down. And he only had like 280 yards for the game only. I think this time, the Bucks are going to try to sit back and say nothing over the top. I don't think they're going to play Tyreek Hill man-to-man. I think they're going to actually probably try to play Travis Kelsey man-to-man. So, so he's going to roast him. <laughs> he's going to roast him, but here's the thing. Would you rather get roasted by like 10 to 15 yards per play or would you rather get roasted by giving up a touchdown every play?
0: Okay, so I'd rather get roasted by 15 yards of play, but he's going to do that all the way down the field. Yeah. And because Kelsey's a robot. Yeah. So he's just going to catch the ball and chug along.
1: Yeah, so I think... That like I don't think the Chiefs come out and get two hundred yards and three touchdowns to Tyree Kill in the first quarter like last time. Right. But I don't see how the Bucks stop them. Cause the Bucks thing all season has been we stop the run and we create turnovers. And and if you
0: look at the Chiefs, they say, Guess what, sucker? We don't run the ball.
1: Exactly.
0: And when we do run the ball, it's because you're trying to stop the pass and then we just pound the ball down your throat. Right, Josh Allen.
1: Right. So the only my only hangup for the Chiefs is they're going to be missing both of their starting tackles, and they might be missing one of their starting guards because okay. of COVID. So the Bucks have one of the best defensive lines in football, and they can actually get after Patrick Mahomes with four, which is how you beat good quarterbacks: is you rush four and protect, like you. Uh, play seven and you play some kind of zone coverage, which is what I think is going to end up happening. But Patrick Mahomes has proven he is far too good. And when the 49ers tried to do it last year, it didn't work. And I don't think this Bucks defense is as good as last year's 49ers defense. The Bucks offense is better, but Patrick Mahomes has a year under his belt.
0: Well, as you know, here at the Winner Takes All podcast, we try to just look at things Competition-wise, analytically, so I want to go group by group, and you tell me who is going to be the better one, and that's how we're going to determine who's going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Let's start at the top, coach. Which coach, coach is better, Andy Reid? All right. So, so point for the Chiefs. Quarterback, which quarterback's better,
1: Patrick Mahomes?
0: Point for the quarterbacks. Running backs, which running backs are better, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, Lenny Fournette, or uh, Le'Veon Bell and I guess Daryl Williams and Clyde edwards Lair.
1: I would probably say the Bucs, but it's close. The thing is, like, it's hard because running backs are mostly interchangeable. And in one, you have a system where the running backs, like, they kind of just are there to run to keep the defense honest. And then the Bucs, especially this postseason, have made a concerted effort to run the ball. True. So I would say the Bucs.
0: Okay. Which one has a better wide receiver group?
1: I would say that the... Bucks are more talented, but I would say that the Chiefs are better. Because one of the things that we don't talk about is Travis Kelsey is a tight end in name only. That dude's just a giant slot receiver like Jimmy Graham was ten years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and you're not covering Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. I right. mean, at the same time, you're not covering Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, and Chris Godwin. True. Maybe it's a wash. So wash,
0: okay, so even, right? So right now we got head coach. And quarterback going to the Chiefs. We got running back going to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Tight end. Gronk and Cameron Brait or Travis Kelsey? Well,
1: oh, Kelsey, all the way. Okay. But that's the if you're counting it that way, then the Bucs receivers are better, but the Chiefs tight ends are better.
0: Okay. Uh, offensive line.
1: The Bucks, they're healthy.
0: All right. Defensive line. The Bucs. Uh, second, uh, the linebacker, linebacker group.
1: Bucks have way better linebackers.
0: And then the corners, secondary.
1: The secondary, probably the Chiefs, but it's close.
0: So right now, we have it five four in terms of position groups. Mm-hmm. The question is, are these four going to be strong enough to beat the math?
1: Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't lose games that he's losing in, like his winning percentage when he's down by two scores, so nine or more points, is like eight hundred. The average winning percentage for that is like, or it's like eighty. He wins like eighty percent of those games. The average team wins like twenty percent of those games, which is
0: crazy because they're like the Warriors, right? You're a big Warriors fan,
1: yeah. You, there's no lead that's safe. Did you watch the Warriors game last night against the Maps?
0: No, I heard Kelly Oubre went off.
1: Kelly Oubre went off. So the Warriors were trailing about like 10 in the middle of the second quarter. They gave up like 10 threes in the second quarter. The Mavs were up three going into halftime. They had gone 15 of 29 from three. (laughs) And they were up like two or three at halftime. The Warriors ended up winning that game by 31. (laughs) That is stupid. The Warriors just, no lead is safe. It's the same with the Chiefs. No lead is safe. It's a fast break offense.
0: And that's what's scary is that and you could be up. Like, I mean, <laughs> people forget that the Bills were up in that game 9
1: nine zero? Yeah, that's another two-score game.
0: And they say, cool, that's nice. And then they ran off like 20-something unanswered points.
1: So, like, it's funny because we would be talking about the Bucks as a fast-break offense and, like, a juggernaut offense if they played at a time when Patrick Mahomes wasn't lighting the league on fire.
0: Would we? I don't because I don't feel like the the Bucks put up points in bunches. They do though. Outside of that Lions game,
1: well, they hung a bunch on the Raiders. They hung a bunch on the Panthers. They hung a bunch on the Chiefs. They just happened to get outscored by them. Right. Like they score fast too because it, it's a Bruce <laughs> Arians deep ball offense. They the just Chiefs? don't score as fast as Tyreek Hill who. Might be the fastest man alive.
0: Are the Chiefs the the nets of football?
1: Oh, 100. All offense, no D. So, you know what's funny? I was watching ESPN before we did this this morning, and they said that the Chiefs actually had the highest pressure rate in the NFL, and their pressure rate was 36% of passing plays this year, which means one out of every three, better than one out of every three plays that get pressure on the quarterback. Conversely, Tom Brady is the worst quarterback under pressure in the NFL. His completion percentage was like 30 percent. he had zero touchdowns and six picks so if you pressure tom brady you win and the chiefs have the tools to do that
0: okay i can see that oh. and
1: the other thing is is like do the bucks have a better defensive line yes but patrick mahomes can run even if you do everything perfect and you have your linebackers covering kelsey and yet take away Tyreek Hill and you take away Sammy Watkins Watkins, and Nicole Nicole Hardman Hardman and Demarcus Robinson and all of that and you succeed at everything oh look Mahomes just ran for 10 yards (laughs) you can do everything perfect and still get beat yeah and that's why the The next play you cover
0: everyone and you're like where did Breland come from
1: (laughs) similar to your Warriors analogy you could do everything perfect and Steph can still pull up from 40 feet and hit a three
0: yeah, like you could – you could for for Steph, you could literally guard him to almost the half-court line, and he'll shoot from there.
1: And make it. <laughs> and that's what the Chiefs are. And then run back on defense. <laughs> and the worst part is, I don't think the Chiefs have hit their final form yet.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're still evolving?
1: Yes. They're still growing? I think – because, like, Clyde edwards was a rookie this year, and they drafted him to be important. I think he's going to be basically the equivalent of what Brian Westbrook was in Philly. I think there's going, their offense still has room to get better, even if they're not statistically better. I think that that Andy Reid offense can be more multiple.
0: It's going to be insane. Props to Le'Veon Bell. You know what I'm saying? He got his paycheck from the Jets, got out of town, and is now on the the Chiefs and in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, like, contributing. Will he this game?
1: I don't know. I don't think he's going to be a scratch. I
0: think they're going to play. I don't think he's
1: going to be a healthy scratch, but I think he is the third running back on that team. I don't think he cares. He's going to get his ring. He's going to go play somewhere else.
0: If he even plays somewhere else, he might just be done.
1: Maybe. Because why
0: not be done? Go out on a Super Bowl. You're already kind of shot. Yeah. Who cares? Who do you have to win in this game?
1: Chiefs. Me too. I think the Chiefs win 38-27.
0: My favorite thing, as I read, I read someone put on the internet the final two minutes of the game. Tom Brady's going to line up. He's going to drive the the Bucks down to the end zone. Gronk is going to get in. He's going to celebrate. Final score: Chiefs thirty-eight, Bucks fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was in vivid. It was in vivid detail about the drive. Yeah, and at the end when they score, as time expires. Bucks. Lost
1: the game by two scores, three scores. (laughs) Yeah, I think I don't think this game is that close. I think the score might be closer than the game.
0: Right. Because the Super Bowl is Tom Brady. But Mm -hmm. I think the Chiefs are going to go out there and play with their foot a little bit.
1: Yeah, I I don't think we're getting a Tom Brady loses by some miraculous helmet catch, Philly special type play. Right. I think they're just getting beat.
0: I think so, too. Because I think... They're just better. Andy Reid is really good at this.
1: Yeah, and once Andy Reid wins his second Super Bowl, no cheeseburger place is safe in the greater Kansas City area, <laughs>
0: or in or in Florida,
1: or Tampa, or down in
0: in Tampa Bay.
1: Maybe he does like a like a uh, Guy Fieri style road trip, hitting <laughs> every barbecue joint on the way back.
0: Along with Guy Fieri, <laughs> <laughs> they both got COVID tested. <laughs> Uh, CJ, switching gears, man, the challenge this week was, it was crazy.
1: I really enjoyed the challenge this week for many, many reasons.
0: So first off, we have a competition. So we have the fallout from uh, Teresa and Jay. There's the continued fallout from Teresa and Jay.
1: Teresa, my poor Jay, poor Jay. He just, Teresa couldn't keep her mouth shut. Yeah. And Jay had to pay the price.
0: Mm-hmm. But Cam still wants Teresa's head on the pike, too.
1: Which I understand. Because she, like, she put Cam in. And Cam said, I'm a killer.
0: And killer Cam did not disappoint. She knew that she wants Teresa in, but she didn't know what kind of competition it would be. It would be a guy's elimination day or a girl elimination day.
1: So she didn't want to risk it. And early in the episode, we have CT going, should have stuck with Cam yeah should have taken cam when I had the chance.
0: He messed up he had a chance he he let it, he let it down
1: and oh as this episode goes on, it is more and more evident he should have stuck with cam
0: yeah so we we get to the competition, which is called all brawl. So the daily competition this week mm-hmm. everyone's in a massive like mud pit mm-hmm. right and you're gonna do it they go in two groups for each set each gender set. So in the first guy group, they have to go, they have to find this relic, which is the old X from, uh, I think it was um, the one where they had the X season, uh, I forgot the name of the season, X out, I don't know.
1: I All mean, right. it's basically the original pole wrestling pole.
0: Yeah, so there's two, as an X put together and it's in the mud pit. You mm-hmm. have to grab the X and exit the pit uh, in
1: order to- Yeah, get through the point. finish line. Yes.
0: The very first battle was the girls. The girls are up first. Uh, poor Nani finds the X, pulls it out, and holds it in her hand so
1: everybody sees it. You know when you play uh, recreational sports mm-hmm. and the girl who's like not super athletic is just like there because her boyfriend's there, is there because her friends are there, yeah. and then she catches a ball, and she's like, oh my God, I caught the ball, and she starts jumping up and down. Yeah. That's what Nani did when she found the X. Because that's
0: exactly what she did. She picks it up and <laughs> she just has it. And she's like, "Oh, hey, I have it!" And then everybody's like, "She has it!" <laughs> and they to like, get her! Yeah, they all run at her. Uh, I forgot everyone that was in in this one. Cam was in this one, mm-hmm. in this elimination, in this uh, this heat, along with Lolo, uh-huh. along with Anissa. Yep. Big T, I believe, was in this heat as well. Yep. And when they were carrying, when they pulled it up, everyone went for it. Mm-hmm. Went for the the X to try to get out of Nani's hands.
1: Yeah. I thought Lolo was going to take it and outrun him.
0: I thought so, too. She tried to take it. Anissa comes up behind her, grabs her around the shoulders, and then proceeds to get her arm around Lolo's neck. Yeah. Now,
1: I thought that was some dirty pull. I don't think Anissa meant it to be dirty.
0: She didn't. She didn't. But Lolo definitely took it a certain type of way.
1: I mean... It's gotta like, I understand Lolo taking it a certain kind of way because somebody's got their hand around your throat. Like, you're, you're gonna feel a certain kind of way. But I also think that Lolo is really struggling with being there because you're an elite athlete and everywhere you've gone your whole life, you have won. You're an Olympic athlete. These people are not. I mean, she doesn't have any golds, but I get what you're saying. So, why can't I beat these average These goes? regular people. Yeah, like, why can't I beat these? Like, I'm looking at Nani. And I'm looking at Teresa, and I'm looking at Big T, and they're not half the athlete that I am. Right. Well, Teresa might be, but the rest are not. But, like, why can't I beat them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Gabby ended up winning this heat because she just happened to be there, and Nani threw it. No,
0: she, no, no. Cam won this heat.
1: I thought Gabby, Gabby got out of dodge. Cam actually muscled out, out-muscled the other girls.
0: So Gabby won won the second heat. The first heat, Cam won.
1: Oh, that's right, because Nani threw it. Cam caught it. Yeah, Cam
0: caught it and took it across the line. Now, Lolo had it for a split second when Anissa basically attacked her. And I, I'm with you. I believe that Lolo has always been a winner. But I also think that Lolo felt like she needed to, like based on the edit, she needed to win this because she realized she's not going to be going in anytime soon because they don't want her getting a gold skull even though there's going to come to a point where you're going to have to either put people against each other to try to get a gold skull to try to like free up a gold skull or you're going to have to send the people that don't have a skull against people that
1: do i just i i found it interesting because i had never thought about it from lolo's take of if these girls know they can't beat me if they just never send me in, I'll get sent home without ever getting a skull. You ice them out. You, and that was the thing. It's like, at this point, it looks like Lolo's going to have to get in on like a purge. And and I don't know how they do a purge with the skulls. You know? I don't know either. If all of them have been taken. Exactly. like Because the girls have been sent home, it's entirely possible that the last girl's skull goes in a purge. But I think there's still enough bodies The way there. you
0: would do a purge is you would have one person... You have a purge to one person, and that one person gets to pick who they go against. That's what I
1: was thinking, too. But, like, there's no guarantee you win in a purge.
0: Right. And Lolo needs to try to put herself in the best position possible Mm -hmm. to try to get a skull. Because the same thing with CT, because, like, um, this episode ends up being a guy's elimination. We're going to get to who goes in. But the last guy's skull gets taken. Yeah. That left out guys like CT, like Durrell. Mm-hmm. Who don't have a skull just yet. Right. I also have not had the opportunity to try to go get
1: one either. Right. And it's because people aren't putting them in because they're scared.
0: Right. And so if that's the case, and they're not even putting them in to try to get these skulls. If that's the case, then the only way you're once you get a guy that has a skull and everybody has their skulls, the only people you could really put in to try to get a skull is people that don't have them already. Uh huh. I wanna know if someone ends up have understanding this concept And then starts putting in Two guys that have skulls Against each other
1: And freeze one up
0: Freeze one up Or put in two guys That don't have skulls Against each other Because like If I If, I, if I'm if i Leroy mm-hmm. Let's say I'm Leroy And The house Has put in Darrell mm-hmm. I'm Not Going to pick Someone That doesn't have a skull To go against him Yeah I'm putting
1: in CT or not I'm putting
0: in CT So that way He has to face a guy That doesn't have a skull one of them goes home and look, you still don't have a skull.
1: Yeah. So I'm sitting there watching with future wife and we're talking about it. And she's like, she didn't believe me when I said, they're going to steal each other's skulls. Like mathematically, it's the only way it works. They're not yes. going to kick everyone off. So she, So then TJ reiterates that. And she's like, oh, so like what happens when, you know, you win? It's like. Well, you have to put someone in with a skull because if you want a skull, you got to take it from them. If I have a skull and I like the people who were up there and I'd like my chances against running against them in the final. Yes, I'm putting in Durell against CT because I don't want to face either of them.
0: And if I make them face each other and neither one of them are getting a skull, it's a win, win, win. Exactly. So it's a win because they're not in there. It's a win because one of them goes home. It's a win because one of them is the one that's staying still don't have no skull. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so.
1: Anyway, so... So Cam gets the first. Uh, yeah, she, she wins the first it. heat for so, the girls. So then the dudes go.
0: And this now this is the strategy was the one I was thinking I was going to do. We have Josh in this one. We have Fessy. Mm-hmm. We have Nam. We have Devin. Devin is also in this heat, along with, I believe there was one more, Kyle, I think was in this heat. Yes. So Nam is floating around in the water. Mm-hmm. He finds the ex pretty early. This is what I was gonna. This is what I, I figured was the smartest thing to do. Nam finds the X, and then stays in the in the mud. He kept looking for it. To keep like act like he was keep looking for it, but in reality, all he did was like continue to pull it along with them under the mud.
1: Well, he kept pulling it along with them under the mud, and he kept inching towards the finish line. Yes, which was smart. Which was genius.
0: A little inch. Yeah. But at the same time, the big dummies, Fessy and Josh, have decided to block off the exit and the entrance. With a plan that they were going to stop him, stop whoever had it.
1: Yeah, they're going to tackle him and, and get it. Yeah,
0: Corey's not in this one. Corey's in the ne- the next seat. I just remember. Yes. Sorry, guys. No notes on this. Is all from memory. So <laughs> they get there. Nam then gets close to the end, pops out. I and I was telling, I was I was telling Allison as I was watching it, you got to explode. He's got to yeah. explode out of the mud pit. And sure enough, he with one burst, Nam with the with the Little X mm-hmm. burst out the mud pit and runs through the finish line. Bessie I mean, dives and tries to stop him
1: and misses. Could, I mean, Nam might be the quickest dude there. Now, yeah. Of the guys remaining, he might be the quickest. Dude I think there. Leo
0: was probably the quickest.
1: Yeah. Early. Yeah. Leo also very quick. Yeah. But not Surprisingly Nom, strong.
0: But Nam is probably the, the quickest guy that's left.
1: Yeah. And like Nam did what you were supposed to do. Conversely. We go back to the women.
0: And in this, in this heat, we have Teresa. We have Gabby. Mm-hmm. We have Amber M. and Amber B.
1: We and have Casey. Casey. You know, Teresa has a terrible poker face. <laughs> so Teresa's like, I'm going to pull the nom strategy. Uh-huh. I'm going to dig around. When I find it, I'm going to try to inch out and do it. As soon as Teresa got her hand on it, Big smile. And everybody on the sideline watching is like, Teresa has it. I'm surprised (laughs) they didn't say anything. Immediately. I I just wonder if they weren't allowed to yell it out that Teresa had it. Uh, They might have. Because nobody went after Teresa when Teresa found it. Teresa had this shit-eating grin. So eventually, Teresa makes her move. Her move was not very good. And it was
0: early. She, she like, went early. She tried to jump out early. Yeah. She wasn't even at the end yet. She was still literally in the middle. She was still in the middle. Yeah. And she tried to make a run for it. The girls mob her. And she ended up losing it. And Gabby picks it up. Mm -hmm. And Gabby takes it across
1: the line. Fun fact. They kept referring to Gabby as one of the quote unquote weak girls. Didn't know she was a personal trainer. Yes. So that was surprising to see. Or hear rather. Because they show those workout montages. And Gabby is never in the montage working out.
0: I think she's hanging out and doing her political game.
1: Yeah, which is smart.
0: And so Gabby's in, in the final. Because TJ said that after the first, the first phase, they had to go to the second phase. And he wasn't going to tell them what the second
1: phase was. Yeah, we'll get
0: there. Yeah. So the last men's heat, we have CT up there with Leroy mm-hmm. and Corey, Corey Kyle. Mm-hmm. CT finds it early too. But CT has it at his feet. Mm-hmm. And he continues to shuffle his feet. With the relic there. Very smart.
1: You know what's funny is they see CT shuffling. So they're like, CT has it because he's shuffling. He's walking funny. And then Leroy went over and checked his feet. Well, he kept telling them they could check his feet. Yeah. And they didn't find it. Right. Which is, I want to know how he was moving it under his feet for them to not find it. Like, was he standing on it? Uh, good question. Was he blocking it? Like, was it, are his, does he have clown feet? And that's why they couldn't <laughs> feel it underneath?
0: Well, because it. He keeps shuffling, and then at the last moment, he says, "Ah, it's a darn rock." He reaches in, throws gra- the rock away, throws a rock, grabs the relic, turns, turns to his left, and I, I say that because you see in the in the footage, uh, Corey, Corey looks at him. at him, yeah, but he turns away from Corey and then bursts out. At this point, he's passed. When you look at the wide shot, he's made it past the defense; mm-hmm. he's wide open, ready to just run, waltz into the end zone, yeah,
1: because the whole defense was towards. The other side of him. Corey was the only one that even had a remote shot. And Corey was like, I'm not shoestring tackling this guy. (laughs) Yeah. And he didn't think he was going to be able to get in there. Yeah.
0: Now, when I was talking with Allison, she was upset that once she felt like the guys
1: once again, didn't compete. They did. They were just smarter about it this time.
0: I don't know that they did. And when I say that is that, yes, they were looking for the stuff. But none of them even looked remotely interested in getting mixed up with each other.
1: But... The guys did a better job of concealing when they had it that the girls did too
0: yes Nam did yes c t did but I would have been near c t it would have been like when when you're in survivor if someone you want out is is looking for an idol mm-hmm. I'm not even looking for the idol, I I'm am at you, yeah, I am playing security guard to you if I don't want c t winning this thing, I am going to be on c t watching him look for the the relic
1: so you're right but i think you're wrong and the reason why i think you're wrong is because all of the guys are playing for themselves okay there are very few tight men's alliances the girls are running the social game this season other than maybe josh and fessy being boys together all the other guys are pretty much in it for themselves okay as agents of chaos and because of that when they're looking for the thing here, they're not really worried about other people. They're worried about themselves, which is why Nam and CT were both able to get out quickly. Okay. I, I don't think they tried last week. I they think they tried practice. this week, and the two that found it played it smart.
0: So we now have Cam and Gabby for the women mm-hmm. and Nam and CT for the men. So so TJ then next lets us know about the next part of the challenge, which is those two are going to now pole wrestle each other in the mud for the right to move on to the third part of the phase, which is...
1: We'll find out about it. Insane. So it's funny because it's pole wrestling and I was like, well, we know who's winning this one.
0: So in pole wrestling, you take the X and each person starts on each, each side of the X And you have to wrestle it away from the other
1: person. You just have to get it out of their hands.
0: We see the Cam-Gabby matchup, and I knew that this was going to be a lock for Cam. Cam's a killer. Gabby's a rookie. She's new to this thing. She's never probably seen pole wrestling in her life. Quickly, Cam does the strategy where she makes Gabby have to switch her grips Mm -hmm. with her hands, which then allows her to release one hand, and she just pulls it right from her rather quickly. Yeah. Smart move. Very smart move. That's something that you would know to do from experience. Yes. In the CT-NOM matchup, man, that
1: was a cost battle. NOM did really well, but it was funny watching because CT was just just experience winning out.
0: Yeah. Listen, Chris will maul you. Yeah. Chris was a mauler.
1: So all he did was he got NOM on his back. Once he got NOM on his back, he just drove his shoulder into him and kept pulling up. Yep. And every time Nam tried to get up, he put him back down. Uh-huh. And it just a- shook it free. Yeah. Shook it free from him. And it's funny because in pole wrestling, because you have to get it into their hands, the real key is to get your shoulder into him and then turn. And that's all CT did.
0: That way you could create that separation. Mm-hmm. Pulls and that's all CT away did. from
1: did. He kept driving his shoulder into his chest and turning until eventually Nam let go.
0: And once Nam let go, it was CT won. C- so then that leads us to the third part. Now, this part was the part that I thought was the scariest. Mm -hmm. TJ listened on the third part that they will be facing each other, but Cam will not be facing CT. Cam's partner will be facing CT. That's right. She had to bring out Kyle.
1: Which is actually better for CT because even CT said it. I don't know if I can beat Cam.
0: Yeah, but he said that to Big T, who now had to go against.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny is he was going off on Big T, not because he was mad at her, but he was just mad at the situation.
0: And T is so, she's so sweet.
1: She's so sweet. Tula. And he was, but like, he was losing it. And he was just saying like, this is bullshit. Like, there's no way we're going to win because she can't beat Cam. Yeah. And you don't have Big T sitting there like, I can beat Cam. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> He's voicing <laughs> what they're both thinking. And But she
0: was, it looked like she was starting to feel down on herself. Yeah. Because she said, she does say that she feels bad that she feels like she's holding CT back. Mm-hmm. but it was funny because she says that and then he's like i don't know if i could be cam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was hilarious because then he's like letting her know this is not just a you thing this is a everybody
1: thing yeah because
0: cam is switching to killer mode
1: and but like this is what i said this whole episode ct is looking at cam like damn i should have stayed i should have took cam when cam said pick me
0: yeah and then you also look back at Kyle Kyle has beaten CT in a pole wrestler before mm-hmm. in a previous elimination, but it was a three-person
1: elimination. Right. And even Kyle said that. He's like, I beat CT in pole wrestling, but there was someone else there. Yeah.
0: And then on top of that, he said, uh, it was already hard enough going against CT in pole wrestling. Now I'm going against an angry CT in pole wrestling, <laughs> which is even tougher. Right. But uh, they worked something out. because oh, 100%. Because TJ let it be known that you were going until both the man and the woman from your group won.
1: And Big T was never beating Cam.
0: Right, which is why CT is like, you mean I got to just beat Kyle repeatedly until... Big T wins. Big he finally wins. I'm
1: surprised. I mean, obviously, Cam took, took it from Big T, like taking candy from baby. Right. CT put up a little bit of a fight. I'm surprised CT didn't like... Win a couple times just to show that he was trying. Because,
0: so, this is what you got to think of. CT just had to fight now.
1: Yeah. Kyle's fresh. Kyle's fresh.
0: Yeah. Even after he wrestles it away from... Kyle's probably still no slouch.
1: Oh, no. 100%. So, not. after
0: it takes me 20 minutes to get it away from him, T goes back in there and she loses in 4 Mm-hmm. And now, you want me to go another 20 minutes with Kyle? That's
1: true. To take it from him again? It's, and it's, or T to lose in two? So it's funny (laughs) because CT obviously gave it up.
0: Yes. I mean, Kyle says it. Kyle doesn't say it, but he insinuates it. Through a wink.
1: Yep. Yeah. And CT also says it and also winks at him. What I'm surprised is that MTV didn't have cameras to catch them talking about it, which makes me wonder that maybe there was just a mutual understanding that they didn't talk about. Or even when they started the thing. I mean, maybe they d- agreed in the water.
0: Yeah, in the water. He's like, "You're gonna take this from me. I'm throwing it. Yeah, you're taking this because I'm not gonna try to wrestle you again." Right. And and, and there was no way that Big T was ever gonna be Cam.
1: One hundred percent, which this wasn't gonna happen. CT's looking at it, and he, this is not a no regrets type season. There's lots of regrets. Yeah. But as Kyle and uh, Cam, they win. They're the double Bell agents. agents. They go to the club that night and CT pulls uh, Big T aside and he makes up with her. Yeah. Which a younger CT would not have done. Right. He says, you know, if I get my skull and you get your skull, we're going to ride this out to the end. Like, I believe in you. I want to be your partner. Which, his individual interview, chalk it up to a rebuilding season. (laughs) Which, he's right. It is. Because his social game... Never gets him that far. It's always he's CT. Everyone's afraid of him. Let's get him. Well, out. he's
0: also now in the the best shape he's been in in years.
1: Yeah, his cardio is finally caught up to his strength.
0: And so, little Tula, big T. I, I, she knows that she knows what she's doing. Like right. she knows that where her strength lie, and it's not in these physical competitions. One hundred percent. She's a very good socially. She's very very well liked. Um. And so she does wonders for CT's game And I think CT actually cares about Big T
1: I think he does too
0: And I, I definitely believe she cares about him
1: I think he genuinely likes her And I think it's also He sees her as a bridge Into the social game Because if he didn't have her He would just be SOL
0: I agree And so they go and they make up at the club
1: We Which, also Sorry, Big T was never upset at CT no, no, and, she couldn't be. And CT knew he was, you know, wrong in the moment and made it a point to make up. I'm, I love CT so much. Yeah, CT's
0: doing great jobs. So is Big T. And at this point, we have Cam in there and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle wants to send Festy against Josh.
1: Which would be amazing. Mm, so sweet.
0: Yeah. But Cam says no. She shuts that down.
1: Yeah, well, she's working with that alliance.
0: So what she does Ends up doing Is she ends up Deciding to send in Amber and Michi
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (sighs) Michi hasn't Really been on the
1: show I I don't think we get Michi back after this I think we do
0: I think we do Because I think The reason he wasn't On the show Is because the storyline Got cut
1: The love triangle Yeah he was He
0: was a big player On X on the beach Uh huh Which is definitely More up his alley He had three girlfriends I think on X on the beach And he was looking up With a girl that that Was already there (laughs) Like, he had a lot of stuff. So he brings the stuff. He's a rapper. Like, he's, okay. he got an ex on the beach because he was a social media guy. All right. And so he's a rapper. He has all these other things. He was a, he was a musician. I think he, normally when they don't show you on TV it's because you're not giving them stuff to show. Like Joseph? Yeah. I think Michi and Amber, Amber M's case, mm-hmm. the love story was their main storyline. And they got cut. And they got cut. So that means I don't need any... As the producers putting together the show, they don't need anything from them. Right. So with that being the case, I think we see Michi again and he just gets into other situations that are not that,
1: you know? So you have uh, Kyle and Cam. What, what are they called? The Killers? The Killers is what yeah, they call them the Killas, themselves? Yeah, So they succeed and they get the house vote to go, in. Amber and Michi, they go in, find out it's a guy's day, mm-hmm. which mean, Michi's going in, so they finally throw big dumb idiot Josh a bone. They let him know that he's going in, so he's able to properly psych himself up, and then he goes in, and what I forget what the name of the challenge was, but it's the same challenge that Tori and Anissa did.
0: Where they had to throw the rocks into the...
1: The the boulders into the... Into the breakable wall. Yeah. But they added a wrinkle. (gasps) They made the crates that they had to pull over heavier. And they added a slide puzzle this time.
0: That you had to do first.
1: So I'm like, well, this big dumb idiot Josh can't solve a puzzle. Boy, was I wrong. He flew through that slide puzzle. Yes. And he goes and the on the slide puzzle is the answer key for
0: which ones have
1: yeah. Which ones are breakable for you to throw it through. He flies through the slide puzzle. He can't figure out which rocks go through the screen. I'm like, he's he's a big dumb idiot. It's like, you have the answer key right in front of you. All you got to do is throw it at those things. You'll be done in two minutes. And he's sitting there just throwing it at whatever Uh, muscles only get you so far.
0: Luckily, he has all the time in the world. Because? Because
1: Michi is just so bad. Michi could not figure out the slide puzzle.
0: (laughs) Oh, Michi. Devin
1: was trying to help him. He couldn't figure it out. It was almost like the slide puzzle said, What's eight times nine? (laughs) And Josh finally figured it out. And Michi was like, Well, I didn't worry about that problem because uh, I wasn't, no one asked me. And Michi even said after the end, he didn't work on puzzles before he came out there. Did you, have you never seen the show? Probably not. Like, probably hadn't. Uh, Cause like it's comparatively when millionaire Mitchell was on, she says, I do puzzles on my phone all the time. Yeah. Getting ready to get ready. Why aren't you doing puzzles on your phone? Well, this is
0: Mitchell's first season. He now has an idea of how this looks and what's going on.
1: If there was a fresh meat season and you got selected to go on right now, you would know that you need to work on puzzles before you go.
0: But it's different if it's a fresh meat season It means I'm a little bit of a fan So I know that I want to I, What I need
1: to be doing If they showed up and kidnapped you and said you're going on the challenge
0: Then don't have time to work on puzzles TJ, come on they just kidnapped
1: me Well your phone's in your hand you probably could download Some on the way to the airport
0: If they kidnap me I'm calling to get help Because I just got kidnapped Come on man
1: Really because they told you they're kidnapping you to put you on the challenge
0: I'm still calling somebody because I didn't sign up for this But I get what you're saying if you know that this is happening, you should be preparing. I don't know that you know how to prepare though. I mean, you want, let's say let's say he's like, "All right, I'm going to go ahead." Think of it like a test. I know that the test is going to be about algebra. Uh-huh. I might crack open a book 2 days before the test. That is far too late for me to try to practice anything. Here's my thing.
1: If I'm if I know that I'm going on the challenge and I'm And my dude he didn't algebra, come like, from that world. Right, but like I'm doing cardio and I'm doing like Sudoku puzzles and slide puzzles before I go. If I knew I was going on Survivor, I'm learning how to make a fire. So this is,
0: I disagree. And the the only reason I disagree is because the challenge, the beauty of the challenge, is that we have reality stars from all different genres being on this show. Right? On purpose. This is like almost a souped up version of Battle of Network Stars. Right. So Michi... Gets talked to by his agent to do X on the beach because he's a musician. Uh-huh. So he does X on the beach, a lot of hookups, a lot of fun. There is no competitions on X on the beach. The same MTV producers contact you and say, "We we would like you to be on the challenge." Okay, bet like more money mm-hmm. of just doing something, and I just get to continue to get my name out there. Let's do it. Like, and I'm sure when they sold it, like there's going to be a lot of just people in the house, beautiful women. Similar to X on the Beach where you're going to compete in these challenges occasionally. But it's for money. Okay. Sounds like an idea to me. Let's do this. And when he probably watches this first episode, maybe a week before. At that point, it's far too late for me to
1: prepare myself. What, what I really think it comes down to is I don't think Michi is a competitive person.
0: Probably not.
1: And I think that's why he didn't come in prepared.
0: Oh, I, I, still, I, still, I still have to disagree. Even if he is a, not a competitive person. Um, I, I think he just—it was just lack of knowledge. I really do believe it was just lack of knowledge.
1: So, do you think he comes back better the next time, or you think he's still there to hang out?
0: I, listen, I told you that I before Leroy went on this season, I saw him personally in the gym here in town, getting ready to, for the show. Right at LVAC. I think that once you know what you're dealing with, you train a little bit harder. As you know, friend of the pod, Brandon. That fool didn't train at all. Now he's trying to get in shape and get ready to go if if they do like another OG season. Right. The, you you got you to gotta be... Once you've done it a couple of times, and you have an idea. Going back to Leroy, he used to not know, know how to be able to swim. Nelly T couldn't swim. In the off season, they tried to learn how to swim so that they are not incompetent. Right. I think Michi would open up a book a little bit more. If he goes on a second time, I think he trains a little bit. I think the first time though, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. And when you talk to some people, they tell you what you need to do, but you're like, I'm sure it can't be that hard. Mm. And then it is, and you're like, okay, okay, it is that hard. <laughs> I now know. And even once you know, I, I couldn't, if I'm she, I don't know what I focus on because I need to get my body bigger. I need to get better socially and I need to get better at puzzles. I cannot focus on all three at the same time. You just can't.
1: I just think it's funny that Josh was so bad that TJ was laughing at him. And Michi still didn't finish the puzzle. Yeah. He was really bad. I'm not great at slide puzzles. So, I mean, I can do slide puzzles. I'm not doing it as fast as Josh did, I don't think. But. Josh is a big, dumb idiot, so who knows?
0: <laughs> who knows he act- how long he actually
1: took? I'll tell you one thing. I would have at least figured out where to throw the balls.
0: Yeah. I would I would have figured, figured that out from because he said that this was going to be the key.
1: Yeah. So Josh finally gets his
0: challenge wins. His challenge win. He talks a
1: lot. He's like, he's oh, like, man, I finally get, get some respect. Is this how it is when you win? Oh, he's like crying because he's so happy. Yeah. You
0: beat Michi. <laughs>
1: Congrats.
0: I I don't think Josh, I think, so in order of guys' skulls, Mm -hmm. who is the least, who is the most likely to go back in to have to compete for their skulls? Who's the least likely? So one to
1: five. So here's the thing. So here are the five dudes with skulls. Kyle got the first guy skull, then Devin, then Fessy, then Leroy, then Josh. Okay. So for me, if I show up and it's a hall brawl, I'm taking Devin.
0: For me, I'm taking Josh first, no matter what.
1: If it's a hall brawl, I'm taking Devin just because it's a size. That's all it is.
0: Josh is physically large, but I think he has
1: puff muscles. Oh, I do too. But Devin is probably 50 pounds lighter, which means I can move Devin easier.
0: I'm afraid that Devin might be craftier.
1: So I'm probably taking, if it's a hall brawl, I'm probably taking Devin. Everything else, I'm taking Josh.
0: Including the hall brawl I'm taking, Josh. Because I think Josh is just going to run at me. Whereas Devin may try to go under. May try to like,
1: like cyberspin, like spin around. Okay, so here. But like, we're talking about this. But if you and I would approach a hall brawl very differently. Because I'm much larger than you. Yes. Because I've got seven inch, Six inches on you. Uh-huh. Seven inches on you. I've got 80 pounds on you. Uh-huh. I'm... Probably gonna try to run through Devin. You, I'm probably going to run through Josh. Right. With Devin, you'd probably go head up with them. With Josh, you're gonna go around it. You're um, gonna figure out how I'm to just past
0: flip him because he's, he's gonna go he's gonna go low, and I'm gonna go uh, un, up and under. I'm pretty sure you're gonna
1: go lower. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go under and yes, up. and, and gonna I'm gonna pop go lower. I'm gonna go lower and then pop up. So, but, that but that's why I'm saying in a hall brawl. Our strategies are different. Right, How we right. play it is different. But like the tug of war that Devin did with, uh, with Wes, I'm I can beat Josh in that. Yeah, I'm not afraid of either. Because Josh has no heart. <laughs> I, I doubt he listens
0: to this, but if he did, and he just heard you say that he has no heart. He That's cool. He can show
1: up to my house. He's gonna be yelling at me, and I'm <laughs> asking what eight times nine is.
0: And he's, very, he's gonna be mad,
1: and he's gonna be crying.
0: Mm-hmm. He's one of those mad kind of guys where there's tears. There's a lot of tears in his anger.
1: I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't compete because he does show up and he gets up for it and he gets excited. But I think he you can break him easily. I think Devin would not be broken. Devin is going to keep fighting until the end. Josh will not.
0: Okay. I can give you that. So I would go Josh, then Devin, Mm -hmm. then Kyle, then Lee, then Fessy.
1: I think that's right.
0: That's who I would want to see in that order.
1: because. But if it's the sliding down the pole like last week, I'm never facing Leroy. <laughs> under, no, under no circumstances under, do I like, want to see if, Lee. If I show up and that's the challenge and I know that I have to go against Leroy, I'm probably just going to go dap TJ, and walk out because there's no point.
0: Oh, no. I'm not going to give up, but I'm going to laugh and I'm going to make a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, Leroy, can I get a head start? <laughs>
1: like, give me like, I don't know, three minutes. Let me get a three-minute head start. No. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look at the rig and then after Leroy climbs up, I'm going to take the ropes that I'm supposed to have and tie Leroy to the pole <laughs> so that he can't move. And then I'm going to go get hung up and be like, all right, let's go. If Leroy can break through that rope and catch me, then we're good.
0: That would be funny. Oh, that would be funny. That's what I would do because otherwise I, I'm scared of all those things. If this, like, uh, some, if there was some kind of brain puzzle, which there isn't in this challenge because the five challenges we got was the the – Pole one upside down Hang hang. pole one mm-hmm. We got the hall brawl We got this one Where you had to throw The rocks through the Through the whole thing We got the Tug of war The, the lay down tug of war And then we also got The swing acrobatic
1: one yeah. So we have
0: On none of those Do I want to see Fessy
1: So the pole is The one that you slide down The pole is fire escape mm-hmm. The one that they did this week Is called asset destruction Okay there is Ring of Spies. So that one
0: is the one where you have to where Kyle beat Joseph. Correct. Where you have to run and put the the go go to the middle of the thing
1: and it was basically pole wrestling, but you have to get the ring on the the pole. Yeah. Um. There was snapping point, which was the one that Devin and Wes did. Yep. And then there was Dead Ringer, which was the one that Ashley and Cam did.
0: Right. And none of those do I want to see. I don't want to see Fessy in any of these.
1: I probably wouldn't mind seeing Fessy in Dead Ringer because I don't know if he has the body control. Because you're hooked up on a harness and it's all about getting momentum going so that you can get the ring on. Like if I'm facing Fessy, I don't want to face Fessy. But if I had to face Fessy, that's the one I want to face Fessy in.
0: Well, he has the reach though on me. On you, too. I mean, he's oh, he has, five.
1: Oh, yeah. He has the reach on me. But it's the body control. Because, like, when you were watching that one and it was Ashley versus Cam, it was very clear that Cam said, I'm just going to do this as a half pipe and I'm going to run back and forth until I get one on and then I'm going to get the other one on and then I'm going to reset and then I'm going to start a new half pipe. Versus Ashley was trying to run in circles. And that's why Ashley got beat. Because when you're running in circles, you can't generate enough power to... Continually hit one of the things
0: But could, could Fessy Could he like run around To like get it going Get it going And then just Fly around like Tinkerbell And, <laughs> and that, reach that, out
1: uh, 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 That's the uh. risk I'm willing to take Because <laughs> if I'm facing the, Like Fessy I'm not facing in Hall Brawl
0: Right I don't want to see Fessy in Hall Brawl I, After especially seeing him be in that Hall Brawl I know I'm going to get sad in my eyes yeah. I know that I might lose
1: a tooth mm-hmm. It's going to be bad Yeah he's going to stomp your hand Yeah
0: Probably punch me in
1: the gut. There's yeah. going to be a lot of
0: things that he's going to do. I, I, I think that soon we're going to see Devin and Josh go in and, and get their skulls challenged for. I think Fessy's is safe. I think Leroy's is safe.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Because of the four guys left.
0: Nam, CT, Corey, and Darrell.
1: Of the four guys left, I don't... I think that they would not go after each other, and especially with the last one. Like, If you get down to six and it's one guy trying to get his skull, I could see it being, uh, I'm going to try to play the matchup, especially if they're in control of their own destiny.
0: Does Josh defend the skull at all?
1: Oh, 100%. I think he's the first one to defend it. No, no, no.
0: Does he defend it? Does he? Does oh, like he? successfully defend yeah. it? No.
1: Because
2: <laughs> the other four guys we just named, any of them could take that. And I don't problem. think Devin does either. I, I think any of them,
0: The difference is, like Devin said last episode, he's aware that he would probably lose his skull. Yeah. Josh is not.
1: Right. <laughs> will he successfully? Will Josh successfully defend his skull? No. Will he defend it? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm excited to watch what happens next week because it's going to be a girl elimination day. I'm assuming Teresa goes down there.
1: Yes, unless she wins. Unless her and Devin win.
0: Yeah. Her. Teresa's going in. Yeah. and Or not her and Devin. Her, her and, and Corey. Corey. So yeah. Teresa's going to go in, and someone's going to... There's, there's not... I guess Amber, Amber M probably. No, they don't want to get her Amber M. going to be probably Amber B. Some girl that they think could take her out.
1: Of the girls that are left...
0: Tula doesn't have a skull...
1: Yeah, uh, you have Gabby Tula. You have Teresa. You have Nani. You have Lolo. You have Casey. Cam has her skull. Gabby does not. Anissa has her skull, and the Ambers do not.
0: They're gonna send Nani. No, they're gonna send Casey versus Teresa. That's the biggest slam dunk you could try to do, because we've already seen two of the challenges already.
1: Oh. Casey versus Big T is the biggest slam dunk you can do. But they want Teresa gone. True.
0: And so the ones that we have left to see is the tug of war. There's a hall brawl. We're definitely going to get a girls hall brawl.
1: Yeah. Since since they did asset destruction and that's listed as the second one, I think that they're going to run it back. And since the dudes have been doing the girls contest that were done the first time, I think we're getting a girls hall brawl on this one.
0: This next week, probably. Mm-hmm. Does Cam go down there and just take the skull from herself?
1: (laughs) There's no reason to. I think she would, but there's no reason. The
0: only reason to is because I want to get my hands on her myself. Are you, are you, send Nani and give her the chance to to have a headbanger? So here's,
1: (laughs) here's the thing normally I would say no because they don't want Teresa to come back, but I think she could look at it as I'm doing my alliance a favor by letting Nani get her hands on Teresa. Uh huh. And I, I could see it. I don't think it's a good idea because I think Teresa beats Nani in a hall brawl. But I could see Cam saying, let's do the favor, especially if Cam and Kyle win again.
0: And then, Well, also looking at the math, someone else is in there. I mean, they have some smart people in there. Devin's in the house.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Cam's in the house. Mm-hmm. CT's down there. Darrell's down there. Mm-hmm. So one of those people are going to be like, okay, we did the upside down thing first. Mm-hmm. We did the asset destruction. Even though I don't think asset destruction was the second challenge last time.
1: It wasn't, but it's this. It was a second girls' challenge,
0: right? So okay, so then this is going to be a guys' elimination, coming a uh, girls a girls' day coming up because there's a girl rogue rogue agent.
1: So it'll probably actually be the name Ring of Spies, which was the girls. It'll be girls' pole wrestling. Yeah. So then, do you say Teresa's gonna be in something physical? Oh, Then you give that to Casey. One hundred percent. You send Casey down there because I'm assuming that's what it is. Right
0: based on the math and we're, and we're going by the math Not just us but them, them as well uh-huh. They'll be looking at the math And saying okay well This was the next girls This is the next guys day
1: Yeah, Because I've seen like Because now that we're getting a challenge Two challenges the second time Yeah I'm assuming we're getting no more new challenges I'm assuming they're going to be all the same ones So if it's all the same ones And we know that the guys did headbangers It's going to be another one let's put casey in because she's the next like she's the next boss like unless you put lolo against teresa right but you d- but it has been established that we don't want lolo to have i don't a want skull. lolo in there at all so
0: yeah no she's not going against teresa she's not going against nobody right. lolo sit your happy ass over there
1: so, Let's <laughs> just be mad. Which is was funny early in the episode when CT went up to Nam and Lolo who were fighting. and said, "If you two get your shit together, you guys are going to be unstoppable." Because I think CT's right. If they can get in there and get a skull, especially Lolo, no one's taking Lolo's skull. No one. I'm, I'm not even looking her way. Yeah. So if Lolo gets a skull and Nam somehow gets his hands on his skulls, Nam will have to defend the skull if he gets his hands on one. I don't think so. Really. Because
0: if Nam gets a score, so let's say the one. power ranking we just said, mm-hmm. his he takes a score from Josh. It now becomes Devin, Kyle, Leroy, Nam, Fessy. Really? Because Nam's a physical specimen, and all the ones we just named, I don't want to see Nam in any of these. <sighs> None of them we're talking about are speaking English. None of them are like an <laughs> English speaking competition. Like Nam is physically gifted. Mm-hmm. Leroy moves down the list. And he's lost into that force.
1: My thing is, is at the end of the day, they're still looking out for their friends, which is why I think they would try to get rid of Nam before they got rid of Kyle.
0: Probably. But you have to just blindside Kyle again. Yeah. Because I don't want to see Nam. I just don't
1: personally. I mean, we'll see you next week.
0: Yeah. We'll see you next week. It's going to be an interesting episode. CJ, we're running out of time. Let's talk about the bachelor real quick.
1: Uh, uh I really enjoyed the purge this week. So Matt had to
0: take everyone to task, the girls, for all the drama that was going in the house.
1: Do you think that Ben sat him down and told him to get control? So
0: according to the almost the almost famous podcast, which is um Ben and Ashley Ice podcast. Okay. Ben said he was very disappointed with this past week he said he was very disappointed with Matt James's season and that he talked to Matt about the drama amongst the girls in the house.
1: I mean, I said last week I was hate watching the season. Right. So it was he.
0: So he said that when he was in there, he talked to them. And I think this week was Matt taking the girls to task for what Bennett said to him.
1: But it's funny because, like, all season you could tell he wasn't into Victoria. Right. And this week he finally got rid of her.
0: I think they finally gave him the green light because of all the drama.
1: Yeah. Because, like. I don't know how he felt about Anna because he never made it a point to talk to her, but he didn't seem disinterested. Right. With Victoria, the disdain on his face was evident. So
0: Anna's comments about Brittany got her sent home.
1: Which deserved. Before a rose ceremony. Deserved.
0: Ryan then brings up comments that Victoria has made because she made a bunch of comments.
1: He, I'm, so Victoria said this, which time? Like, if I'm mad, it's witch time, because I know she's a troublemaker. She's awful. And they showed that, but they never showed Victoria actually saying it to Ryan. But everything that we've seen Victoria say and do, yeah, it lines up. I believe it. So he made Victoria go through the rose ceremony, which there was no point. Right. He should have sent her home, too.
0: But she she didn't get a rose. She loudly talked about the girl's. In front of them, essentially, and talks a lot of mess. But she's a mean girl, and that's who she is, and yeah. it is what it is. So Victoria goes home. He's still sent home a couple other girls in the roll ceremony, mm-hmm. um, and then MJ's meanness gets taken the task.
1: So it's funny because like Kit was a Victoria supporter. Like if it's Mean Girls, Victoria's Regina, but Kit's Karen. She's one of the mean girls. Serena C is Gretchen. She's one of the mean girls. Once the, the head was cut off of the snake and we have no more Anna Regina. Anna Caddy? I don't know because I don't think she's nice. Caddy was actually under, was nice. They like, got sucked in. Yeah, I guess. Anna was trying to claim she was Caddy, but I don't think she's Caddy. Okay. Um. So you have, like, you get rid of the Regina, but that MJ was like, there's a power vacuum. <laughs> I'm taking that spot. Yeah. And Serena C was like, yeah, let's go. And Kit was like, I'm leaving my old ways behind. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I see Matt mm-hmm. and he's going to take me to dinner.
0: Yeah. Mind you. Okay. We looked it up. She's Her mom's worth $100 million. Right. He's making a mistake not picking Kit because Kit's into him. She's very cute. She's a fashion designer in her own right.
1: So this week he sent home Miss Puerto Rico, Catalina. Mm -hmm. He sent home Lauren, who has not really had any camera time. He sent home Mari, who we thought- Shock. Shocked me. He he hated to see her go, but he loved to watch her leave. (laughs) And he made Victoria sit through that rose ceremony, which I thought was dumb because he pulled her aside to talk to her before. If you're going to walk Anna out, you need to do the same thing to Victoria to send a message to the MJs of the world. That being mean will not fly here. And I'm not even going to give you the dignity of a rose ceremony. Right. Which is funny to think that that's, you have dignity by being eliminated in a rose ceremony. So that's who he sent home. Then he does his dates. He does the one-on-one with Rachel. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. She had the shopping date. Yeah. So
0: a lot came out about Rachel this week.
1: Would you like to delve into it?
0: No. Mainly, she's been considered called a racist, and on TikTok, they are straight shredding her. Straight shredding her. Matt had to come out with a statement defending her this week because he's spoiler, probably we don't even know, but it's probably he probably picks her based on him having to defend her.
1: Well, the fact that he defended her, but also as we were talking about because we watched the episode together. The recipient of the shopping date does historically well. Yes. Which I didn't know. But apparently, if you're in the shopping date, you're pretty much a lock for the top three. So, Rachel is going to go far this season.
0: And so, I think he picks her because he, he then comes out and defends her um, on social media because, like I said, TikTok, the people on TikTok are just digging up things on Rachel. Mm-hmm. Things that, that she said in the past, Um things she has her family believes in where their money's at it's a lot Mm.
1: it's a lot yeah i missed that uh this week because i wasn't thinking about rachel i was busy celebrating you know both victoria and anna being gone because i may not be hate watching this season moving forward if he can get rid of mj um so rachel got the shopping date she got her rose on her one-on-one abigail took the group date rose very happy for her Uh, And Kit got the rose, which was funny because Kit's date, she didn't get any daytime date. She just came over to quote unquote cook dinner. But then all they did was bake cookies. And before Kit showed up, he said that he wanted to talk to Kit about some things. So I thought he was going to follow up on the Mean Girls. Wait, Before you
0: finish the Kit situation, one of the things they were talking about, someone I saw a TikTok video recently, they were talking about how she said that she has never had expensive shoes her most expensive shoes were about 40 huh. They then showed multiple, whoever was on TikTok, showed multiple shots of hers from her Instagram uh-huh. from the years and, like, was doing the price analysis on her shoes. And they were, like, expensive $150, $200 shoes that she was wearing so, in her pictures.
1: So the internet could be a toxic place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go back to kids. I mean, none of them are Manolo's. <laughs> <laughs> which are thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Kit gets the cooking date, which cooking is her happy place, her and her mom. I think Kit got gypped by not having a daytime date. Realistically, it probably rained. It was supposed to be outside, so they just scratched the date, and she got the nighttime stay-at-home cooking date. They baked cookies, but they never showed them take the cookies out of the oven. Are the cookies still in the oven now? They so probably so
0: that, that that part of her room was set on fire on his, of his room was set on
1: fire. That's fine. They have multiple rooms. There's no one else there. Yeah. Um, and then Kit who does the customary, I have to open up and show vulnerability to get this rose because this show is all about emotional manipulation. Talks about the hardships she faced in life, like growing up with the Bentley. <laughs> Everything isn't, you know, Bentley's in balls. I'm sorry. I can't take you seriously. 21 year old sweet summer child. But she got a rose.
0: So Matt's official statement, he said, I've not spoken to anybody. He he said this to Entertainment Tonight on Monday, on Tuesday, February 2nd. I have not spoken to anybody since the show ended, but I would say that you have to be really careful about what you're doing on social media. Rumors are dark and nasty and can ruin people's lives. So I would give people the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully she will have her time to speak on that. There are a lot of stuff going around about the women that were involved in the show and I would just give them a chance to kind of say their piece whether that is someone who has gone night 1 or someone who went home last night or someone that lasts to the end everyone has a story and I would just be receptive to that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The TikTok user um Maddie Beerster posted a TikTok that said, Girl, remember when you bullied me in high school for liking black guys? Because I remember. And it's a screen cap of of Rachel talking to Matt James. Yeah. And then she does a five part telling of what happened.
1: Like a TikTok monologue.
0: Yeah, along with multiple girls that have reached out to her about Rachel bullying them for their own belief, for things that happened in high school and in college. Huh. So that's this is what's going on right now with Rachel on the show.
1: So if she doesn't win. It looks like she will not be the next Bachelorette.
0: Yeah, but I, I think based on that statement that she might win.
1: Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, either Bree or Abigail or both will not be winning. Right, I, I kind of want to pound the table for Abigail, because the same way that we didn't have a black bachelorette until we did, I think having a deaf bachelorette would be really great because it shows that being a di- like having a disability is not a hindrance. True, and if you want the show to be more inclusive, having someone who is deaf, like cochlear implants or not. I think it would be a great look for the and show. I
0: think Abby's beautiful, and she's really nice. And and people like her. Yeah, I like her a lot. Her or Katie, bachelorette.
1: Well, because Bree's winning.
0: It's not going to be Katie. Katie's going to have like a re- regular life, fight like a re- regular boyfriend.
1: I don't think Katie is going to become the bachelorette because she's a little too normal.
0: <laughs> like I guess she's going to be a regular life, yeah. have a nice regular boyfriend. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah, she's too good at like... The fact that she's sitting here identifying the drama and trying to stomp it out, they'll never let her be the bachelorette because she will never let it fester in the house.
0: She is going to come for our block here. She's going to have her own podcast.
1: It's going to be great. Maybe we can uh, get some like podcast synergy going.
0: we I join the Fury Podcast Network. Yeah. Um. The, the episode ended with MJ and Jacinia uh, getting into it throughout the date and them getting set up to go on a two-on-one date. So you With know Matt.
1: what's, sorry, you know what's funny is that Matt confronts MJ about what Jasenia said to him, uh-huh. but they never showed her saying it to him. Right. So okay. like, obviously it was said because he felt the need to address MJ about it, but why didn't we get the conversation?
0: Because I don't think they want, they don't need to show too much Jasenia because she's here for this part, but I don't think they care about the rest of Jasenia stuff.
1: But like, this is a real weak rivalry to have on a... Two-on-one. Like, if, you, if you're if you going to get rid of Anna anyway, why don't you give no. me an Anna and Brittany two-on-one? No, on
0: one? no. Because of the situation, we need to get rid of Anna immediately.
1: Yes, we do. But, like, if you're willing to drum up the drama or let Victoria stay and then do the two-on-one here. Maybe Victoria. Like, have a Victoria Katie two-on-one.
0: Yeah. Okay, I can, give, I can give you that one. I can give you that one. Not Anna. Because of what she was saying about Brittany, she had to go immediately.
1: I mean, her and Victoria both needed to go immediately. But my point is, is like if you're doing a two-on-one, give me a, two, like, give what me a two-on-one. What if they told him that?
0: What if they told him that he could have the two-on-one with Victoria and he's like, nah, man, I want her gone
1: right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him. I would have too. And, and, that and that if that's it. what comes out of it is the reason Victoria wasn't on two-on-one is because he said she needs to leave immediately, I'm down.
0: Yeah, and they said you can't walk a second girl out because you already walked Anna out. But do they, I have to give her a rose? They no. were both
1: okay, so cool. toxic they both should have been.
0: No, I'm, I'm saying if they talk to the producers, they said yeah. you can't walk out
1: two girls. No, I know. But I'm saying they were both so toxic they should have been.
0: I'm, no, I'm with you. But I'm saying that what if, what if they told him that, like, it's a yeah. bad look if you walk out two, two girls. Words, yeah. Fine. Do I have to give her a rose? No. Cool.
1: Yeah. She's not getting one. Yeah. I think Anna going home. Even though Matt was going to do it anyway, I think that was a producer saying she has to go. Yeah, because this is not—we we, could get sued for this. We got to show that we
0: stand with these girls.
1: Yeah, and so they did that.
0: Yeah. I, I think I think uh, this next week is going to be fun because I think we're we're finally getting rid of a lot of the tox- toxicity, mm-hmm. and we're just going to be able to have some fun.
1: I'm just telling you, we have a pool when we watch, and every week I pick Serena C to go home, and every week she's still there.
0: Yeah, and every week you got to put money in the pot. <laughs>
1: She's still there. You will take my money. This is about principle. At this point, <laughs> I feel like I'm buying into GameStop. At this point, it was so
0: funny because I've been picking Anna every week, and then once Anna went home, I had to repick for the this week's episode. And I was like, I don't even know where. I don't even know where to direct my hate. Right. <laughs> I, Dude, I think you
1: picked you, yeah, I
0: think so. I didn't even know. I was like, uh, who? Uh, yeah. So Anna's Anna's off the board. I don't even know. I don't even know what to do here. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I think Matt James, I think his season's picking up. I'm enjoying it. I do believe Rachel wins based on him defending her. Maybe. Maybe, but I'm holding out for Serena P because I like that girl, man. That girl's dope. I'm holding out for Brie because I like her. Mari, so sad to see you go. Yeah. But Matt, love to watch you leave because that's <laughs> the kind of dude he is because I said that in the podcast. And he's, yep. His F-boy tendencies are really starting to show. Yep. CJ, you anything else you want to talk about? I know you want to talk about the Royal Rumble.
1: I really, genuinely enjoyed the Royal Rumble this year. Mm -hmm. I've been out on WWE wrestling for months. But the Royal Rumble, it sucks everybody back in. It's how you kick off the road to WrestleMania. Yep. But I want to talk about the Royal Rumble itself and where it stands in WWE. Royal Rumble is usually made, is used to make new superstars. So, WWE has a couple of ways to like, as we were referring to last week, strap a rocket to their back, send them to the moon. Like, you were an also-ran, but now you're a main eventer, and this is how we're going to show you're a main eventer. The Royal Rumble is one of them. Money in the Bank contract is another one. This year for the Royal Rumble, as we were talking about it, I was very sure Bianca Belair was going to win, and she did. And the way they did it is she entered the Royal Rumble third, so 90 seconds after the first two, and she outlasted 29 other women in one.
0: Billy was great. Billy Kay? Fantastic in the
1: Rumble. Billy Kay was hilarious in the Rumble. Rhea Ripley looked like a monster in the Rumble. Charlotte looked good. Charlotte always is made to look good with WWE. Um, what's your face? Naomi was a star.
0: Naomi was a star. What's your face? Came back and competed. Not Jillian. Um, Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson. Mm-hmm. Tori Wilson could Victoria. still go. I, I wish they gave Tori Wilson like an actual job because she's been in two of the three Rumbles. Yeah. And every time she's looked good, I think she could actually wrestle. Yeah. Now,
1: So what they did with Bianca Belair is the classic of we're going to use this match to elevate a talent to be viewed as a legitimate threat to being a champion, like a credible champion. Then you have the men's rumble and everyone is old. And I don't mean that like old, like geriatric, but just like there's no young guys on the men's roster. Everyone's in their 30s. And you need some young, up-and-coming superstars to carry the product. It's funny because people get mad. They're like, the women shouldn't be main eventing shows. Well, they're your young, bankable stars right now. And they're going to be around for the 20 years. And they're going to be around because your men will not be. I mean, Edge has
0: been around for 20 years, and Edge is old now.
1: Edge has been around for 25 years. Right. He's 47 years old, and they just did the same thing with him that they did with Bianca Belair. He entered first. And outlasted 29 other people. And when you have guys like Rey Mysterio in his 40s in there, you have Braun Strowman in his late 30s, who's been around for years now. You have Randy Orton, who has been around for 20 years. You have all of these... Actually, Randy Orton's been around for almost 25 years too. You have all of these older men. like You can't use the Rumble to elevate any of them. And like, I love Edge winning. He, Edge is a feel-good story, but he's 47 and your cha- your champions are actually relatively young with Drew McIntyre being 35 and Roman being like 36. The fact that they're relatively young, you can't use Edge to beat either of them. Right. Because Edge doesn't need the rub of winning the Royal Rumble because he's already won one before. He's already a WWE Hall of Famer who retired for nine years and then came back. Right. Right. So now you're gonna put him on a path to probably either A, beat Drew McIntyre or more likely B, face Roman Reigns and beat him and then be your champion. Like, I it's not a good look. It's a good look for Edge, but it's not a good look for everyone else. Cause if you want mainstream appeal and you wanna show that like your wrestlers can be stars, beating a dude who's past his prime in his late forties. Not getting it done.
0: Nope. I I do hope, though, that with the with the bringing back of Christian, that we get an Edge and Christian tag team run.
1: I would love to get an Edge and Christian tag team run, but we're not getting it until after WrestleMania. True. And Or, as a Masked Man podcast referred to it, COVID Mania 2. <laughs> this time featuring fans.
0: Uh, I, I agree with you. They need to have some young guys. That's the only way you're going to get this push. Bianca Miller was a great pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big e, Big E's thirty-four, so he's not necessarily young,
1: but he was one of the youngest guys in the match.
0: Yeah, they need to get some young guys because they have young guys in developmental. Yeah, they just need to bring them up. And Dominic Mysterio is not is not it.
1: Dominic Mysterio is not it. The I think the next youngest guy was Ricochet. And even Ricochet is in his thirties. He's
0: thirty-three, I believe.
1: I think he's like yeah. my age. And he didn't even qualify for the rumble, and yet he was. <laughs> but that's a completely different story K-fabe for another only. day.
0: CJ. I know that was supposed to be your final thought, but I'm going to give you a legitimate final thought. Trevor Bauer signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers said to be MLB's top earner in 2021 and 2022. Um, they agreed to a three year, $102 million deal that has opt outs after year one and year two. He said to make 40 million in year in 2021, 45 in 2022. He announced it on his own um, YouTube page is where he made the announcement that he was joining the Dodgers and in a, a nice little video It's called my new home. It's been seen 37,000 times. He posted it about 20 minutes ago. Here he is in the Dodger blue in his video. Uh, what are your final thoughts on this?
1: If this wasn't just an audio medium, I would just stare at you and not say a word because it just makes me angry. But this is an audio audio medium, so I can't show my disgust. I must tell you, I am disgusted. And this isn't because Trevor... This is about Trevor Bauer signing with the Dodgers, but this isn't about Trevor Bauer signing with the Dodgers. It's about the fact that there's five teams trying to win in baseball and everyone else is in cost-cutting mode because they want to be quote-unquote financially viable. All of the owners, all they're trying to do is protect their profit margins and it's disgusting. I hate it. Like we need more competitive balance. If the owners can't ensure their profits, maybe you need better revenue sharing. Maybe you need a hard salary cap. What they what baseball really needs is a salary floor because you can't have a team like Tampa Bay spending 45 million in the same division where the Yankees are spending nearly 200 million. And before the Red Sox decided last year they wanted to cut costs and traded away Mookie Betts, And David Price, they were also spending $200 million. It's not fair to the teams. It's not fair to the fans. And then you wonder why your ratings are dipping. And you wonder why you can't make stars. Well, maybe you can't make stars because they're all on one team. And people don't like, like people like watching the underdogs. You have no underdogs. Baseball is stupid. And until they figure out their money, which, as I said earlier in this podcast, the CBA ends December 1st. 2021. That's probably when I'm checking back in. And the worst part is, I lament baseball. I watch baseball. I like baseball, but baseball makes me angry for all of these business reasons.
0: <laughs> CJ, where can they find you?
1: <laughs> find me on Twitter at keyboard sarcasm. I may live tweet the Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm gonna be at your house. I might just be drinking, thinking about how much baseball makes me angry. <laughs>
0: I'm glad we get in the episode with this. You can find me at KG Fury on all social media platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the Winner Takes All podcast or an the Fury podcast network. Where we find their rate, comment, um, star ratings. You're so mad. I, love I have it. a stress headache <laughs> right now. I'm so mad. <laughs> um, I, I I don't have a way to say goodbye. I need some kind of some kind of outro. But uh, that's it. Peace. Baseball stupid.